Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, our mission to serve and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. In today's episode, we begin with your gripes about me in our weekly Clark Stink segment. Then I can't tell you how often I'm asked what I think about Robinhood. Well, the company's in the news again. I'm going to talk about what's going on. So... It's really important to me that you get advice and information from me that you can put to work in your life. And so if I disappoint you with advice you feel is half-baked, incomplete, or incorrect, I failed in what I do. I need that feedback from you so I can be better at what I do. And that's why when you hear something you don't like, I want you to go to Clark.com slash Clark Stinks and let me know. And then on this edition of the podcast, Krista goes through your posts on Clark Stinks and shares highlights with you right here, right now. I should have never encouraged you to speak. You must think I'm pretty stupid. You should be ashamed of yourself. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're right, pal. I was disappointed to see you wish everyone a happy 4th of July via the newsletter you send. I think too often the reason to celebrate is lost in having the day off work, sales at all the retailers, etc. Happy Independence Day, Clark. By the way, you don't stink, and I love the show and all your helpful info, Valerie. Valerie, you are so right that every national holiday, the meaning gets lost over time. It's just a day off or a day to shop or a day to go on the lake or whatever. Independence Day, is many people may be aware, is my favorite day each year because I feel so lucky to live in this great country of ours. Yeah, we got things we need to fix, and there are things we've done in the past that we need to acknowledge and we shouldn't be proud of. But there's so much about this country that my heart just bleeds red, white, and blue because I love what we are and what we're going to become, a continuing work in progress that zigzags, but over time gets better. Taiwan is not the only free part of China left. As a Taiwanese-American, I'm always peeved every time you mention Taiwan. China claims Taiwan is a sacred, indivisible territory of China and must be reunited someday and you're taking their side. If their claim was true, could Great Britain claim the same thing for the U.S.? The fact is the People's Republic of China never ruled Taiwan for one day. When the Taiwanese people are defending Chinese invasion and fighting for our freedom at the front line with Americans, you're misleading them into thinking Taiwanese were Chinese. You always express your appreciation to people who serve in the military for fighting for our freedom. But remember, Every time when you buy cheap Chinese gadgets, you're actually supporting the Red Army building fleets of missiles to hurt whom you express your gratitude. Thanks, Lance. Lance, thank you for your post. And the Chinese, the Red Army, the dictator of China, communist China, has just said yet again 
that his intention is to seize Taiwan by all means necessary. And this is a horrible, horrible thing because it is the last remaining free part of China. And as you said, it is not and was not China. Now, that is a complicated story. If you go back to 1949, there are Chinese who fled to Taiwan. There are Taiwanese people as well who never have identified as Chinese. And it is a very, very difficult story to explain. But the reality is Taiwan has become a vibrant democracy and an incredible economic powerhouse. And this country should be able to live independently and should not face the threat it does from the communists and the Red Army. Okay, on a totally different note, there's something else you can do for glaring headlights at night, and that is yellow-tinted glasses. I use a pair that fit over my regular glasses. Tinting your regular glasses is also supposed to help, but not enough for me, David. David, thank you very much. Uh, We had a lot of posts about what I said about the blinding headlights, uh, including someone who said uh, something that's absolutely true, and that is that there's a technology that is not allowed in the United States that allows headlights to be very bright but does not cause the danger to people in oncoming traffic. And I don't know why that has not made it through the bureaucratic whatever of Washington to permit those safer headlights in the U.S. Really love your show, but your answer to the person asking about being a co-signer on a $17,000 car loan for his son stinks like bad eggs in July. If the child, regardless of age, cannot afford the car on his or her own, then the correct recommendation would have been to have the child save more money for a larger down payment or select a less expensive car. Ideally, paying cash for the car would be the best option. And that's from Carrie. So the co-signing thing has been the bane of our existence (laughs) as long as I've been doing the show going back to the 1980s because I hear one horror story after another after another where someone is co-signed alone. This is a very difficult circumstance when it involves your own child. And I get what you're saying that the child just go without a car, but in many parts of the country, what someone may have saved is not enough to buy a vehicle and that could keep somebody from being able to get to work because in so many places in the U.S. there's not adequate alternatives like being able to go to work on a bicycle or ride public transit or whatever. And so there's not an easy fail-safe answer on this. But you are so right about the extreme dangers of co-signing any loan. Clark doesn't stink, but a caller was asking about high school clubs for investing, and there's a great one called Young Investors Society at yis.org. They will help a student set up a club and are a great resource for educating kids about money. Eric. Eric, thank you for that heads up, because when I answered that question, I said there must be some organization I'm not aware of And here it is. You've given it to us. Appreciate it. 
Hardly a week goes by when Clark isn't bashing Amazon for not being the cheapest place to buy products. I basically agree that Amazon is a convenience and products offered on them can oftentimes be found for a better price on other websites or in brick and mortar stores. However, I never hear Clark mention Amazon's warehouse where thousands of products can be found, usually for really good prices. The only drawback to Amazon warehouses, the products are often returns or products with slight imperfections or damaged packaging. I have made many purchases there and have always been extremely pleased. And that's from Joanne. Joanne, thank you very much for that suggestion. And uh, Amazon ends up with a pretty significant number of returns, a lot that are not in first quality resellable condition. And this is a way to score a bargain. Clark, from a standpoint of respect for persons in labor-intensive jobs, you really revealed your elite class mentality. I was listening to your podcast, and you mentioned how hard it is to work in a lumber mill. Then in the next breath, you said, I'd only last one day. I'm too classy a guy. I didn't say I think classy. you said clumsy. Clumsy is what I said. <laughs> classy? No. And that's from Robin. She was very shocked. <laughs> no. <laughs> I have lots of class, all low. No, it would not be. <laughs> you just uh, did not hear me well because my diction is so poor. I would never have said anything like what you thought I said. Dear Clark, your opinion on rural health care is so stinky, you need to be examined. While there are certainly rural areas that lack proper access to health care, you are incorrect that graduating more nurse practitioners or physician assistants would solve the problem of poor outcomes. I'm a primary care physician in rural Illinois, and I collaborate with multiple well-trained nurse practitioners where anyone in our community can be seen with relative ease. Our outcomes are comparable to other rural areas, though. Why? The primary problem for poor outcomes in rural areas is not access to health care, but rather poor lifestyle choices regarding diet, level of activity, and drug and tobacco use. We need to empower individuals to make healthy decisions for themselves first, second, and third rather than relying on others to manage chronic illnesses brought on by previous poor choices. You wouldn't recommend more debt managers in order to solve our debt crisis, would you? Levi. Levi, thank you, and thank you for the work you do. You have a, obviously a different perspective seeing patients every day. I would say that if you were working instead of downstate, you were working in Chicagoland, you would see the same issues in terms of diet, activity, and drug and tobacco use. And so I don't know that lifestyle alone explains why the, the general health of people in rural areas and the lifespans of people in rural areas are vastly so inferior to those of people who live in urban areas. And maybe in where you are in downstate Illinois, there is a, a good web of health care available. But I would say that in a lot of rural America, there's a lack of access to any health care anywhere nearby. I smell the faint aroma of failing deodorant after a Clark workout. I'm amazed that you continue to recommend the Citibank Double Cash and Fidelity's 2% credit card, but totally ignore PenFed, a beloved credit union that offers a 2% cashback card for military-affiliated, another beloved category, or those who have an Access America checking account. Expand your dollar store deodorant collection and give the credit unions their due. Rick. Rick, I apologize. I know about the PenFed card, and I have no excuse for my brain lapse. And I will do my best to mention 
that there are three people offering 2% cashback cards, not two. Clark, I appreciated your rant about airline change fees, but you shouldn't have lumped Southwest in with the rest of them. They let you reschedule or cancel for any reason up until an hour before your flight. I also want to share another great example of how they value their customers. My flight on June 16th was delayed a few hours by their computer issues, along with a maintenance issue on our plane. I just received a $100 voucher from them for use on future travel, which is more than I paid for the ticket in the first place. I agree with calling out airlines for their bad behavior, but Southwest deserves praise, not criticism. Stephen. Stephen, you know, Southwest Excellence stands on its own. Is Two very recent surveys found Southwest to be the best airline in the United States in overall customer satisfaction and experience. And you even having had a delay because of the dual problems of maintenance and the computer problems that Southwest has had recently, unfortunately, on several days, that that they still have you as such a happy, satisfied customer speaks so much about what kind of equity they built up with so many travelers. Sorry, Clark, you are wrong, wrong, wrong about worker shortages. It's absolutely due to private businesses competing with government assistance. This is simply not in dispute. In the absence of too high, no-strings-attached assistance, including rent, mortgage, and student loan deferrals, workers will be forced to seek employment. Many lower-level earners have been getting by just fine without working. For you to attempt to deflect this as the reason is not credible and, frankly, astonishing. Pat. Pat, thank you for your post on this. And I would say I'm going to frustrate you more I would say that the pandemic unemployment assistance is obviously a factor with some people in not going back to work, but I think there's more layers to this that predate even the pandemic that we face labor shortages for years to come. The pandemic unemployment assistance is ending state by state even as we speak, and I don't know that that alone is going to make a real dent in the labor shortage we have in the U.S. And speaking of stinks, some people think Robinhood is a terrible company, but others think it smells like roses. News on the controversial app is straight ahead. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate Cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia, identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks, and automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Robinhood is one of those things that's as polarizing as Tesla. You know, two organizations that have been so innovative and disruptive and sometimes play fast and loose with the rules. In the case of Robinhood, 
they've been fined the largest penalty ever assessed by the Wall Street regulator that oversees them because there have been so many screw-ups they've had and how they've dealt with their customers. There are people who swear by Robinhood, and there are people who swear at it. Now, Robinhood, in the midst of all this, has an assumed market value that is gigantic, humongous. And it's about to do a partial public offering, and they're going to make stock available to the Robinhood users who have the app and have active accounts. So they will be selling stock direct to their customers and generally in the marketplace. So it's funny because Robinhood has brought about a revolution. Some would say a strong evolution where free trading is now a common thing with what used to be known as discount brokers that do trading very, very cheaply. And see, if you go back in time, this is hard for people to believe, but it used to cost hundreds of dollars to do a single stock trade. And that's when a dollar was worth a whole lot more. And it was hundreds of dollars to do a trade. And then a young, brash upstart named Charles Schwab, who's now an old man, came up with discounted fees and the industry hated his guts because they behaved like a cartel charging huge amounts of money. Well, as always happens, a new player comes along and changes the conversation again. And that's what Robin Hood has done. And so Charles Schwab, like Fidelity and like other discounters, had to go from really cheap trades to free. And the beneficiary of that is all of us. But sometimes too much of a good thing becomes a bad thing. As a lot of people have found out who've been very heavy active traders on Robinhood, you can end up with very large tax bills. Or you can end up with less money than you started with being of a mentality, buy, sell, buy, sell, buy, sell, buy, sell, which is not my game. I'm not into individual stocks, and I'm not into owning something for 10 minutes or 10 days. I buy things for the long haul, and I buy uh, funds that are widely diversified. So it's a very different philosophy. And that's why people have said to me over the years, as somebody who in my case, loves Tesla and has driven a Tesla for a long, long time, I've never once bought a single share of stock in the company because it's too speculative for the way I think and what I do. It's a very different kind of thing when you're a Robinhood trader. I believe, though, that even a Robinhood trader would benefit over the long haul by starting first with widely diverse diversified ETFs or index funds. And then if on top of that you want to own individual stocks and buy and sell rapid fire, fine. But start with the base. Krista? Okay, Perry in Georgia says, what streaming service will provide the best coverage to watch the Olympics? Well, if you're looking at a traditional streaming service, 
you're going to find that YouTube TV is going to have the best overall coverage. And that's based on the expertise of Nick, who covers our streaming, all the streaming services for us. And he's done an analysis and he feels that YouTube TV is going to be the best. But it's $65 a month. So his plan B that should get you more sports than you can handle would be instead to sign up for Peacock at $4.95 a month, I think is what it is. That's a whole lot less than $65. And in addition to it, you can use the NBC websites, NBCOlympics.com, NBCSports.com. And with Peacock, NBCOlympics.com, NBCSports.com, you should have plenty of stuff to watch. Also, if you have um, access to your local NBC television affiliate, that should help as well. And from Jessica in Wisconsin, my son is 19 and interested in starting to invest. Do you have suggestions of where to start? He has about $100 per month to invest. Not sure if he should be looking at an app like Acorn or an online broker like Fidelity. So Jessica, this is so funny because this fits exactly what I was just saying moments ago about Robinhood, that if it were me, I would want your 19-year-old to open an account with Fidelity Investments and put that $100 each month, 50 into one, $50 into the other, into the Fidelity Zero Funds, the total stock market one, and their international index. And the combination of those two zero funds they have no minimum and no ongoing commissions, no commissions of any kind, and no ongoing expenses would be very efficient investing. But if your 19-year-old is working, I would want him to open a Fidelity Roth IRA and put his money into those through a Roth, and then he has tax-free forever growth of the funds in that Roth IRA with that money building up over the decades from him being a teenager to being a massive amount of money for him to live on way much later in life in retirement. And from Tony in California, I run a small business and I'm with one of the big monster mega banks. I make almost no money on the money in our operating account. And I was trying to see if I could move most of it to an online bank that would offer a business savings account where it could earn something. And then I can move the money back over to the monster account periodically as needed. I called one of the banks that are highly recommended and they don't do business accounts. Two questions. One, do you have any recommendations for a bank that might be appropriate for our needs? And two, any other recommendations in general as to how to handle our predicament? Great question. So this like fits in with the prior question. And that is if you have any investment account with a discount broker, you normally can open your business account there and do your business checking account there and have cash management available to you there as well. You're not going to earn a lot right now with interest rates so depressed, but your idle funds for your business with the ability to move them back and forth should earn about half a percent at one of the discount brokers. Absent the discount brokers as an option, it's a pretty difficult process for a business, particularly a small one, to be able to earn money on idle cash with ease. It usually requires 
conscious effort on your part at a small business to be able to do that. And speaking of small businesses, a lot of small businesses by the millions took out PPP loans last spring and into early summer. And we're coming up on the deadline that you have to go ahead and apply for loan forgiveness. If you miss the deadline, you start having a loan that's due and you start having to make payments and interest on that loan. And so don't let the PPP loan deadline slip up on you and pass you by because it could cost you. And step by step, the lenders that you took out loans with are learning how to do, how to process the loan forgiveness applications. So even if they turned you away before, they're probably more receptive now. Don't miss the deadline. And I want to thank you for joining us. Please visit Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com for more money-saving advice you can trust.